You're listening to the Branded Cowgirl Podcast, episode 74. Hey guys, and welcome back to the podcast. Today, I get to sit down with a super amazing entrepreneur, Lauren. She's a 23-year-old business owner from Michigan. She's the owner of Cattle House, which is a contemporary Western lifestyle brand specializing in affordable trends. Lauren has always wanted to become a business owner for so long and finally decided to take the plunge and start her own boutique. And now she is wildly successful. She has created a statement in her industry that I think is just so powerful. In our conversation, we talk about the ever-evolving Western fashion industry, how trends are constantly changing, what she feels behind this, and how she's been able to cope with the constant changes. We also talk about things like purchasing clothes for her boutique and how her process is and if she's ever struggled with coping with comparison issues and just the overall story behind her brand, Cattle House. You get to have an inside peek inside her operations and what her plans are for the future. Our conversation is super candid, easy, light, and fun to listen to so I hope you guys enjoy and here is Lauren. Hey there my name is Sarah Elrod and you're listening to the Branded Cowgirl podcast where we talk about marketing, social media, branding, content creation, western lifestyle, and so much more. We believe that business does not have to be boring and that you can never own too many pairs of cowboy boots. I'm a cowgirl turned full-time entrepreneur. I've done everything from wedding photography to horse training, business coaching, and more. My mission is to help other Western women and men grow thriving businesses so that they can live out that small town dream life that they love while achieving bigger goals than they ever could have imagined. If you're ready to put in the work, grow your business, grow your brand, and enjoy the little things in life, and of course, get a little rowdy too, then you are in the right place, my friend. Let's do this. It's no secret that I love to shop. And even on those days where my hair is a mess and I have leggings on for the third day in a row, nothing can beat that feeling of getting a package in the mail with a new shirt that you have been eyeballing for months or a dress that makes you just so excited for springtime. Especially now as an expecting mother, I have to get creative with my outfits while still trying to keep up with some Western fashion trends because I just love them so much. Luckily, one of my favorite boutiques has me covered. Farm Girl Boutique is not your average clothing boutique. They have everything from women's to men's to kids to home decor, farm and garden, gifts, and so much more. Truly the one-stop shop for all of your family's needs. And one of my favorite parts about Farm Girl is that the styles are so timeless that you will never feel like you are purchasing something that is only going to be trendy for right now and then all of a sudden you're going to have to throw it out and move on to the next thing. Farm Girl pieces are going to last in your closet no matter where the fashion industry takes us. So head over to farmgirlboutique.com and use code code Sarah E10 at checkout to save 10% on your next order. Or you can also go to sarahelrod.com slash farmgirl to get a direct link as well. That's farmgirlboutique.com and use code Sarah E10 at checkout to save 10%. Happy shopping. Hello, Lauren. How are you? I'm so glad you're like able to come on the show and talk about so many different things, Western fashion and, and what you do. It's just really exciting to have you here. Yes, I'm so excited to be here and talk about it. It's always something that I love talking about. So awesome. Yeah. So for anybody who's listening who maybe doesn't know who you are or what you do, do you want to just like introduce yourself and tell people what you do? Sure. Yes. So I'm the boutique owner of Kettle House. Uh, we started in June of this year. So we are pretty new. Um, but yeah, just basically been really getting into that world of being a business owner. And it's definitely been super fun and very interesting. 
Yeah, no kidding. I know. How has it been starting something in the middle of a pandemic? <laughs> Not as bad as I would have thought. Um, when my thought of starting it happened, I never really thought about the pandemic and how that might affect anything. But I would say the only real effect was it is the supply chain issues right now. So just getting product basically. Okay. Yeah. That's actually mm-hmm. really interesting. I never really would have thought about that. I don't sell like physical yeah. products. I'm always so interested to talk to people that do, cause it's a little out of my realm. So I'm excited to have you. So kind of tell us maybe a little bit of your backstory, like leading up to what made you decide to get to this point? Like, you know, just tell us a little bit about where you come from and all that. Sure. Of course. So I'm 23 um, right now and I'm originally from Michigan. I went out to college in South Dakota and that's where really my love for Western lifestyle came from. Um, And I always knew that I wanted to start a business. I really like being creative. So it was kind of my thought process for a few years now has been how can I be creative and make money, (laughs) if you will. Um, And my other reason for it was, is I want to be a stay at home mom one day. And I was thinking, what can I do during that time to not have a, you know, nine to five job where I can be there for my children. And that was really the start of the boutique piece. Um, Definitely kind of came out of nowhere, um, but I think I just had seen it a few times and never really thought about it until one day I was like, why don't I just start this and do it, see how it works for me. Yeah. No, that's so awesome. I love that. Like your, your kind of your why behind why you're doing it, like wanting to be a stay at home mom. I can just Mm -hmm. totally relate to that. I have a very similar, um, reasoning behind why I decided to start a business. I've just, for as long as I remember it, always wanted to be my own boss for many reasons, but a huge one is, yeah, just, I want to be able to still provide. And, you know, in this day and age, it's, you almost have to have two incomes in a household to get by, but absolutely, um, it's like, you know, one of those things where I still want to be there for my kids and and not have to like send them off to daycare or have a babysitter constantly. So, um, I, I just really resonate with that. So I think that's so awesome. Yeah, yeah, definitely. And I think, um, part of it too was, I have seen a lot of moms start it as they were already moms. You know, they were trying to think of a way to do something. And I was like, well, I really want my business to be booming and growing at that point. That way I don't have to worry about that struggle along with having my children. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, that's so true too. It's like so nice to be able to do it in a season of your life where you already have that goal in mind and you're working towards it, but you don't have to struggle like trying to raise kids at the same time. So that, that definitely is super nice that you're already like that goal oriented. I love, I love meeting other people like that because I don't feel like people in their young twenties tend to have that mindset. You know, it's always kind of about Mm -hmm. the here and the now and, and being able to like truly be like, okay, maybe I'm going to make some sacrifices right now that are going to benefit me later on. So it's you know kind of rare meeting people with that same mindset. So I think that's really awesome. Yeah, um, thank you. So tell me a little bit about Cattle House. Where did that name come from? How did you kind of decide on like your branding for it and what you wanted your boutique to be about? So I always had a, like a little blog going, um, which is actually technically what Cattle House is right now. It's the same platform. It's just I've changed it, you know, to fit 
um, the boutique now, but I had had a few other names before it and was really just trying to figure out something that I liked. Um, really the cattle part just comes from, I love cows. They're like my favorite animal and just obviously the Western lifestyle. And then house is actually home in German and I'm German. Oh. And so that's really where those tide came from. Oh, that's so cool. I never would have noticed that. Yeah. For anyone yes. <laughs> like isn't aware house is spelled H A U S. So it's not yes. Haas, it's house. I, I clarified. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> that's so cool. No, I love when like businesses have like those unique names and like the, and I love that there's like a meaning behind it too. That's, that's really, really cool. Yes. Definitely simple, but it works. Right. It totally does. I think it's like unique. It's spelled cool. I love it. I love mm-hmm. the whole thing. So with, I know you said you just started kind of like this past summer. So with the several months that you've been doing this, what has kind of been your favorite part about it? What's been like the fun part that you've really enjoyed about this whole process? I think the networking um, from it and by networking, not necessarily just business related, but the amount of people I have virtually met (laughs) while doing this, um, I kind of fell into the niche really easily just by a few people that I had met and then just grown from there. And everyone that I have worked with has just been super supportive and really amazing and really helpful. And that's definitely been my favorite part because everyone was a lot more welcoming than I thought they would be. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Do you notice, is it like a competitive industry at all? Cause I mean, I think Western fashion is starting to really pick up and become more like trendy And, um, like even for people that have never been a part of, I mean, there's like this whole argument about it, so I'm not trying to like step (laughs) on anybody's toes, but people that haven't lived the lifestyle are now like interested in it, which is fine. But do you feel like there's more competition? Do you feel like you love that aspect about it? Like what's kind of your thought on that part of it? As far as actual competition, yes. In the sense that there's plenty of people out there doing the exact same thing that I am and just you know in a different way but I actually have met a lot of boutique owners along with us and they're actually all super supportive and we just root for each other and help each other out and so that again was a very big surprise but I do agree that the western look has really gone into like high fashion even now where people it's really becoming a trend and so that has been very interesting to see that so many more places offer that stuff now. For sure. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's kind of funny, like going into, I mean, Target and they have like, yes, you know, <laughs> cowboy graphic tees, which I mean, again, I'm kind of all about it. Like, okay, cool. But at the right. same time, I'm like, all right, this is trendy. And next year something else will be trendy. And, you know, yes. it's just one of those things that season of life we're all in right now, but yeah, that's, that's kind of an interesting thought. And, but it's good to know that even though there is maybe like what you'd consider a saturated market, that it's not, you know, there's room for everybody. And I think that's kind of similar among so many industries these days. I mean, yeah, I agree. Photographer, whether you're, you know, an influencer, I mean, anything, I feel like there's so many people in every single industry. It's hard to be in an industry that doesn't, you know, that not everybody's trying to do anyway, but that doesn't mean you can't be successful. So that's good. Yeah. I definitely think you just have to kind of embrace it you know, otherwise it kind of just overwhelming and right. Do you ever 
feel like you struggle with like comparison or like judging yourself compared to like other boutiques or anything like that? I honestly don't know. Um, you know, what I have really comes from my heart and I do understand that a lot of people will not like that. And a lot of people will love that. And so I think early on, I had set that for myself as I'm not going to let that bother me because I understand that. For sure. And mm-hmm. you guys, you sell like, it's like your own apparel, right? Or do you sell like outsiders? I mean, I don't, I'm, <laughs> I'm like, this is my <laughs> expertise. So there's probably a word that I'm missing, but like, you know, do you sell other brands? Cause you have cattle house, like merchandise that is specifically with like your name and logo on it. Right. Correct. Yes. And then do you sell, but you sell like other. Yeah. We sell other vendors clothing. Yep. Okay. So Mm -hmm. what do you, what's kind of been your, I'm just curious, like what the maybe differences between creating your own designs and your own stuff versus selling like other things. So a lot of the stuff that I sell um, is stuff that you would see at like marketplaces where boutique owners would go and see. So a lot of that style clothing is going to be seen obviously a lot more in other boutiques. Um, They're like, you know, the vendors are brand name vendors, if you will, Mm -hmm. where my stuff obviously is just my stuff. So it's actually been very funny to me to realize that most of my sales actually come from just my cattle house apparel. Like people prefer that over my other stuff, which I think is awesome, obviously, but it was very, a big surprise. Definitely. When I first started, I did not think that that's how that would go. So I think that's probably one of those things where, you know, within the saturated market, because if you go buy, like, let's say to like the marketplace and you buy, you know, whatever, a certain type of shirt, is that something that other boutiques can buy as well? Because like, yes, Mm -hmm. I I could see that being like a, a part where if you bring your own designs and your own thing to the table, people are looking for that fresh new thing. Cause maybe this one shirt, they see at five other boutiques, but if it's your own, right thing then you know they know it's kind of exclusive so I mean that kind exactly. of exactly but yeah that probably feels really good to <laughs> to know yeah. oh, man, this is like <laughs> what does the best that's so awesome yes so with all of that then for the past few months that you've been doing this we talked a little bit about your favorite part what's kind of been the hardest part for you or your least favorite part Um, I would say more so like me trying to figure out what is best for for my business and not in the sense of, um, again, one, what clothes to sell. That was a very, very big thing at first of, you know, do I sell something that I don't necessarily love or do I sell only things that I do love? Or there's just so many outfit, you know, clothes out there that it, that was very big for me when I first started, um, as well as just, um, technology in the sense of getting my website right, trying to figure out how it all looks, making sure that it's user-friendly, you know, all that stuff where like for me, I have no education on any of that stuff. So it's all just been trial and error on a lot of that. And so that's definitely been the struggle, but now we're just rolling with it. So. Yeah. Like a big learning curve. I know that's, that's, got to be a huge one. Cause I have thought so many times like, Oh, it'd be so fun to do something like that. But then I'm like, I have no idea where I would even start. Yeah. <laughs> so with getting like choosing the clothes and things like that, I mean, is that like, I know you said like, do you, do I just pick things I love? Do I, you know, try to expand on that? I mean, is there, how do you kind of go about that process? So 
for me anyways, I generally pick out things that I would wear because I don't really want to sell something that I don't like. Obviously, you know, that makes sense to me. Um, There are a few things, you know, that I'll buy that I know that are trending in the moment that other people like. So I'm fine with that. But most of my clothes that I sell are things that I would just wear myself. Yeah, that definitely makes sense. It's probably hard Mm -hmm. to sell something if you're like, I think this is really ugly, but (laughs) yes, the passion kind of goes away behind that. (laughs) Right. Well, so speaking of like trends, is there any like Western fashion trends right now that you're like really loving or that you're really into? And then on the flip side of that, are there any that you're like super against and you're not a fan of right now? I think it's interesting with the whole, like you said, high fashion. It's kind of a funky thing we got going on right now. (laughs) Yes. Um, For me, I think that like they're bringing back a lot of like classic pieces I feel like um that I've seen now especially like with NFR just happening you know some of the outfits I'm like wow these are super classic and I think that's really cool Mm -hmm. um different wise kind of like you just said with the high fashion where they're mixing western wear with more modern it just is different you know it's not used like a lot of people are not used to seeing that and so yeah that has definitely been different I wouldn't necessarily say that I dislike it I just haven't seen it enough to really know it yet right yeah it's it's definitely an interesting line because yeah it's like I'm not a hater on these other types (laughs) of clothes but it's also I feel like we're walking this line of like is that even considered Western fashion anymore? Correct. Yes. <laughs> you put a cowboy hat on your head and then you're right. something so random. <laughs> like, does that really make it Western fashion? <laughs> I yes, I completely agree with that. <laughs> My husband about it because he's like, uh, he doesn't get any of it at all. He's just like jeans, boots, and a sweatshirt and like call it good. But, right. uh, you know, it's like, okay, like some of the things I'm like, yeah, that's a cute top or whatever. I'm here for it. But yeah, other things I saw with like NFR, I'm like, that's so interesting. I don't even know that I would consider that Western fashion anymore, but whatever. I mean, if you're confident in it, like who am I to judge? But it's just yes. kind of kind of a funny thing we got going on right now (laughs) yeah I completely agree yeah the NFR I definitely think you know that really brought it out to to light of what is going on right now and what's actually really trending oh for sure yeah all of a sudden it's like you just see it all at the same time come out yes even like Boot Barn had put out like a magazine like one of their magazines recently and I had saw a couple people on Instagram talking about it. And if you're flipping through the images, it's like, what even is this? Like these like outfits and styles that they put together. It just, I think a lot of people were just really thrown off. Like, how is this considered like working Western fashion? You know, it just, it kind of moves beyond that a little bit, but maybe that's just. Yep, I was going to also say, yeah, boot barn. I had seen that as well. And I was like, wow, this is definitely high fashion Western. Definitely not working. Yes. For sure. Yeah. Maybe they're moving away from like the whole working Western wear type of thing. I don't know. Yeah. (laughs) So like you said, what's uh, trending now kind of comes or goes and then the new trends come. Yeah. Oh yeah. Yeah. It'll be interesting to see how it like evolves over the next couple of years and like where it goes from here. Cause it's definitely very prominent. And I think Yellowstone is also playing a big part in this. (laughs) Like, 
that show has gotten so popular. And I think it started out as popular just within people, like within the ranching community. Like that was like our little hidden gem. And then all of a sudden it has like grown to this huge thing. And now everybody watches it and everyone wants to be a cowboy type of thing. Yes. (laughs) (laughs) So it's just, I, I definitely, it's interesting to see how like those different like pop culture things kind of pull into Oh, very. Yeah. Aspects Mm -hmm. of things. Yeah. Um, so I know one of your biggest things kind of behind your brand and your business and maybe the heart of it, if, if I will, um, is saying that like you want Western fashion, like that doesn't necessarily have to be traditional. So do you want to just like maybe elaborate on what you mean by that a little bit more? Sure. Yeah. So with my boutique, when you go on it, um, while I deem myself as Western, it's also a lot of contemporary clothing, meaning that anyone really can wear it. Um, most of my products are, you know, any shape, size, age, whatever it is that anyone can find a piece on it. So I think really that's what I mean more of. You can still wear Western fashion with simple modern pieces as well. Yeah, no, that's really cool. Yeah. I mean, I've looked through like your shirts and different things that you have to offer. And and, and I think it's so true. It's also very like versatile. Like you could really Mm -hmm. and like you said anybody could wear it so I think that's really cool that it's inclusive because I think that's been kind of maybe a gap I've heard a lot of people talk about and I've I've like worked with other people talk about you know how there's kind of been gaps within the western fashion industry and that are missing you know rather it's for either you know plus size fashion or petite fashion or this or that or whatever it might be so I think creating those um pieces of clothing that are just really versatile for anybody is really, really cool. I love that. Yes. Yeah. That was definitely a very big goal when I first had started to figure, you know, find a way that I can do that for people. Yeah. Do you think within the Western fashion industry or community that there's any, um, stigmas that you would not necessarily agree with, or that you would want to clear the air on? (laughs) Uh, I would say kind of like what we were just talking about, you know, that like Western wear doesn't necessarily need to be traditional. Um, You know, obviously we were saying it's kind of at that point now where you see so many people take it in such a different way that that's just kind of how you have to roll with it now, you know? So I think one of the things is I feel like a lot of people in the Western community especially like you know more influencers if you will get a lot of backlash because some of their outfits might not be completely workwear western and I I don't really agree with that because I think if you want to be in that realm then go for it for sure yeah and it's honestly very fun to see people create their own you know show themselves with their clothes if you will Oh yeah. And I think it's just, there's, there's almost like stigmas on both sides. You know, it's like, if you absolutely want to wear high heels or whatever, you're not country or, you know, that's not Western and you know, whatever. But if you wear, you know, cowboy boots that have some glitter on them, then all of a sudden you're, you know, whatever it's, I I see it on both sides, you know, it just goes so many different ways. And I think, like you said, if you want to be, if you want to put yourself in that space and like dress things up, like do that. Um, Mm -hmm. But I also saw somebody was talking about it. 
I think on Instagram, like during NFR and they were saying too, if you're going to be one of those people, like an influencer, I think you have to be willing to put yourself in a space where you're open to critique because it's one of those things where you're putting yourself in the public eye and not everyone's going to like what you have to wear. And it's just one of those things we all wish like everybody could just be nice all the time, but you're, you're putting yourself out there and you're putting these like maybe not so traditional outfits out there. And you just have to be willing to take the criticism or the fact that not everybody's going to like your outfit and that's okay. You know, rather you are super just jeans, boots, and a pearl snap, or if you're in high heels and a dress and cowboy hat, like however you go about it, I think you just have to be open to open to criticism <laughs> regardless. Yes, I respond to it, but I definitely, I definitely, cause I, you know, everybody gets offended about everything these days. <laughs> oh yes. <laughs> yes. So yeah. It's but been- yeah. I totally agree with you. I saw, you know, a few girls at the NFR even more come out about what they had experienced while they were there about their outfits or critiques and all of them, I mean, handle it very well. Cause they all go, I understand that not everybody is going to love what I'm doing and that's mm-hmm. fine which in a lot of ways is good. I mean, if you're, if you're turning heads and you have people that disagree or don't like what you're doing, like you're still just creating attention for yourself. I mean, exactly. are, you yeah. know, it's, it's good marketing strategy, really. <laughs> like, yeah. you know, it's, it's getting your name built up there and you'll, you'll build the people that you like, like that like what you're doing and you'll have the exactly. haters, but you know, it's just, it's a part of anything. If you're going to be on social media, I think it's just one of those things. You just have to be prepared to <laughs> have criticism no matter what you're doing. Yeah. I say that's just life nowadays. Yes. Yeah, seriously. So <laughs> since creating Cattle House, what would you say has been your biggest like learning curve overall? What was probably like the hardest thing for you when you like first started up, when you had absolutely nothing yet and you were like, I'm gonna start a boutique. What was the hardest part for you within all of that? I would say um, clothes slash vendor, kind of like what we were talking about. My, in the thought process of it all, one of the things was I went to the Atlanta Apparel Mart um, in Georgia here. And it's just 12 stories packed full of different vendors. Really? And yes. (laughs) And I just took a friend and me and we went and we spent the whole day there. And it was just us constantly looking through clothes. And I was extremely overwhelmed because I really did not know what to pick. I mean, there was so much and how many shirts do I offer and how many pants do I offer? And do I do shoes and jewelry? And it's that I think was a lot at first to try to figure out what I wanted and really it is kind of what is your budget right Mm -hmm. and then you can windle it down from there but I think that was definitely the biggest learning curve slash overwhelming part of starting it all yeah just kind of trying to get all that organized and everything yes and and figure that I could imagine that would be very challenging of like not knowing how many of something to order or like what sizes or (laughs) anything like that. You just never know what's going to take off and what isn't. Yeah, that really is the thing. It is very much trial and error at first, just to really see, you know, your customers that you're bringing in now, what do they like? Yeah. Yeah. That's yeah. I could definitely see that being challenging. That's really crazy that there's places like that, like at the markets where there's, I know. Yeah. It's (laughs) 12 floors. 
Oh my gosh. I can't even imagine like walking in there. I don't know, rather to have a heart attack of like, this is amazing. Or like, like you said, just overwhelm. Holy cow. Yes. (laughs) Yeah. That'd be a lot to take in for sure. Yeah. It was definitely a fun day. I mean, who doesn't obviously like shopping, but (laughs) yeah. (laughs) That's so awesome. So with where you're at now, like being, you know, just a few months in and like things starting to take off for you, where do you see this going within five, 10 years or whatever, like down the road where, where would you hope that that cattle house would go? Yeah. So my real goal, I would love to have a brick and mortar store one day. Um, Right now I just do online Um, but I am really hoping at that point, like we were saying, once I do have children that I can have a brick and mortar store and kind of make a place to call mine. Mm -hmm. And obviously then from that point on, wherever it grows, I'll be ecstatic about. So, yeah, no, that'd be so cool to, yeah. Like grow it so big where you could have multiple brick and mortars or going across the country. Like that's just the big dreamer in me. Just Yes, exactly. (laughs) I love that. Yeah. That's so cool. Um, so what would you say is on like the business side of, of doing this whole thing? Like, what is something that you've learned since starting a business? Like, what would be your best piece of advice maybe that you could offer somebody or your best kept secret for success, if you will? Um, one thing that I would say is I think a lot of people are really afraid to do, well, a lot of things, (laughs) but just do, you know, just start. A lot of people say, well, where do I start? How do I get there? Honestly, one day I just started building my website. You know, it was kind of one of those things where you just have to start. And it's really hard with this because there is tons of trial and error that I really can't say this, you know, this is the magical piece to get you out there because it really is hard. Um, One of my biggest things that really has helped me though, is social media. I think like anything else um, that obviously has really grown my business as well as just making connections with a lot of other people out there, whether it be businesses or influencers or, you know, whatever it may be. Yeah. So for, for maybe somebody who's trying to do what you're doing, is there like, if you're saying social media has been your biggest help, is there any like key aspects to social media? I mean, that you've seen the most growth with, rather that be, you know, I don't know, putting out a certain type of content or do you just network a lot or what's, what's been what you've noticed? One thing that has, um, I have noticed that has really helped is a lot of when I first started, um, I obviously just had like the modeled photos that you would put online that Mm -hmm. are, you know, blank wall with the shirt type of thing. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. Um, and then I started developing relationships with influencers, working with them and those specific posts have done way better than just that. And so I think if you really show your product in real life and show people, you know, using it, that helps so much. Yeah. Yeah. Definitely. Those those and the influencers, like you said, where, I mean, you're, you're networking with them, you're building those connections with them and where it's like, they're doing what they're passionate about and they're helping promote Mm -hmm. your product. And sometimes just having their face on your page could probably help a lot because it's people will recognize them and be like, Oh, if they like it, you know, it's, it's like celebrities these days, you know, it's, you see, I don't know, whoever Taylor Swift do something and you're a Taylor Swift fan, like, but you know, people tend to do what their celebrity 
people like to do. So I definitely right, think it's yes. really helpful. Yeah. Yeah. And another thing too would be um definitely engagement. One thing that I always do, you know, periodically throughout the day is engage with my customers, answer any messages from them, you know, make sure that they know that I'm here too. You know, it is me behind there is someone <laughs> behind the social media that does really care about you. So Yeah, no, that's so good. I think a lot of people with a lot of businesses miss that mark. They, or they don't realize how much value there is to actually just using social media for what it is. Cause I think a lot of people use social media as like just a website or something like it's, Oh, I'll post Mm -hmm. a picture and people will just start buying my stuff, but they're not using it to actually be social. (laughs) And I think they lose so much potential opportunity in that because they're not engaging with others and they're not showing that there is like a real face behind their brand. I totally agree with it. Yeah. If there's no connection, people don't obviously feel that. So yeah, it makes them not interested a lot of times. Yeah, for sure. Awesome. Well, that's so cool. I'm so glad that you got to be here and we got to have this conversation. And I think you just have so much potential. And like, I think Cattle House is going to go just so big, just from what I've seen so far, like you have a really good brand and a good vision behind your brand. And I think that's something that not everybody has. I think anybody can start a business, but it's hard to get that motivation and that that dream behind it you know if you don't have that strong why then it's it probably won't last but I definitely see that with you so I think you're doing a really yeah, good job so with much. that yeah of course so let everybody know where they can find you and shop with you and do all the things yes so all of our social media is just cattle house at cattle house and then our website is cattlehouse.com so keep it nice and simple Easy. For I like it Perfect. Awesome. Well, thank you so much, Lauren. Yes. Thank you so much. It's so great talking with you. Hey, thanks for tuning in to another episode of the Branded Cowgirl podcast. To stay up to date on the show, give input, ask questions, and more, make sure to join the exclusive Facebook group just for listeners. You can also follow us on Instagram and check out all of the show notes by going to sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. That's sarahelrodblog.com slash brandedcowgirlpodcast. And if you have not yet, make sure to leave a review on Apple Podcasts so that this show can continue to grow and get into the ears of more Western creatives just like you. All right, y'all, I will see you in the next one.